Quality sleep is essential. That's why the Sleep Number Smart Bed is designed for your ever-evolving sleep needs. Need a bed that's firmer or softer on either side? Helps you sleep at a comfortable temperature? Sleep Number Smart Beds let you individualize your comfort, so you sleep better together. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now, save 50% on the Sleep Number Limited Edition Smart Bed for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com awards. Only at a Sleep Number store or sleepnumber.com. It's that time of the year. Your vacation is coming up. You can already hear the beach waves. Feel the warm breeze, relax, and think about work. You really, really want it all to work out while you're away. Monday.com gives you and the team that peace of mind. When all work is on one platform and everyone's in sync, things just flow. Wherever you are, tap the banner to go to Monday.com. Hello everyone, welcome to your lovely Thursday morning gaming bands. My name is Jules Gill and I'm joined by the one, the only, the man whose stock never drops in my opinion, <laughs> Scott Tailford. Stock Tailford. Good. And yes, we are here today good. on this lovely Thursday to present to you some gaming news in a nice, calm and relaxed manner where nothing dramatic is going to happen. <gasps> Except of course the jingle! <laughs> Hot dang, this news, give it all you got. I guess it's time for Jules and Scott! Oh, only me who's arrived in the studio today. I don't know what you were doing there. You just sort of did a move. You don't know what I'm doing. I've been doing this jingle gimmick for about a year and a half. You didn't even produce the jingle. You just sort of went, Anyway. What are you, Ubisoft stock market? Oh, see, I was going (laughs) to leave it. Yesterday, we're talking about, um, there's been a lot of rise and falls of empires. You know, you've got that, the Roman <laughs> Empire, the Greek Empire, the Greg's Empire, which you is... You with your hats and all that. How dare you? <laughs> the, it's, it, the Shine Empire is the one that's going to be taken over today. Yeah, but, that's not good anyway. But there is one that has seen some tumultuous times. They're actually based just across the road. Uh, oh, rather, it's, the it's, it's Ubisoft. They've had they a bit of an absolute shocker recently. Mm. Now, with all of the focus that's been going on with Bethesda and their sort of Fallout 76 actions, everyone's just been focusing on them. But yes. quietly and quite surprisingly... Uh, they've sh- the bed, Jules. Ubisoft have gone along <laughs> and they've basically done a number they've on They've done themselves. a mess. Someone's walked in in the morning and realised, oh, you really have made a little bit of a so mess. So explain to the kids at home what's going well, on. So they, uh, they published their official fan, um, earnings report for 2019 going into 2020, and uh, Ubisoft are down 93.8% on overall earnings. Sorry, I must have misheard you there. It sounds like you said that they're down 93%, which sounds... 93.8%, which is almost 94%. So they're having a bad time, to I, be honest. I, a very, very bad time. I that's actually like genuinely. <laughs> I like the the thing is that's incredibly worrying because this, oh, yeah. this is a massive studio and yeah. so explain to us what the actual like the figure re- relates to. Well, it, it, basically they they, they open their earnings report by saying that they've had to rely on a lot of previous uh, franchises. A lot of their statistics are based on last year's products or existing yeah. franchises. They cite things like Rainbow Six Siege, Assassin's Creed Odyssey. Um, they're like the main sort of two. But if you think of the games that they've released this. This year, um, Far Cry New Dawn barely charted. Breakpoint. Um, Ghost Recon Breakpoint was yep. a complete disaster, a completely undersold. Division 2, for as much as it's a solid third-person shooter, apparently also didn't meet their um, target requirements. So uh, they Yeesh. don't cite Far Cry New Dawn much in this. They completely stay away uh, from Ghost Recon and the Division. They mention it, um, not very much. And it's just like, yeah, in terms of the things that would sustain them across this year, uh, neither of them have. So year-on-year um, year spending is completely down. Um, and they said that, you know, as far as their operating costs, they're very much able to continue based on previous success. 
circumstances. They've had right. a nightmare of a year. Okay, basically. because I was about to say, like, Rainbow Six Siege is one of their, like, biggest selling games yeah. that they've ever put out there. So they can't count that in this year's earning because it was a game that was released before. In I think even if they, uh, they there's like a do, weird do distinction. I know what you mean because mm. um, if it's if it's based on new IP spend, then obviously that would be a bigger distinction right, okay. because they just they had more successes last year. Um, but the way that it comes, the way that they talk about it is that it's, it's this overall income money figure thing, and it's very much down. But this is what I this brings us to a much larger problem, yes. which is you have to look at why these games weren't doing mm. so well. And you've got to look at the fact that it's a sequelization. Uh, yes. So you've got like the Division 2. People said that they've been there, done that. Breakpoint, they spent an exorbitant amount of money on this. Yeah. Apparently, from insider sources, they've said that the amount of money that went into the world creation and the like, uh, uh, the bizarre AI uh, programming that they were getting doing. Getting Mr. And, John Burns. And obviously like getting the like cameo actors in as well mm-hmm. was stupid amounts of money <laughs> so but I keep saying this and you will be able to quote me almost by the amount of times that I've said it it is not up to the customer to foot the bill no. of the developer it no. is not our fault if you want to spend 115 million on water technology that is not up to <laughs> us for you to make that your cost and I think in Ghost Recon's case like the uh, the release date of that game it was mm. absolutely riddled with microtransactions and different currencies and ways to get through the game which they like, said that was a mistake do you remember well, that they, and they tried to get around it by saying that it was an error that it was a few, for a few hours. Yeah. It wasn't meant to be on there. Bollocks! Was yeah, it's it, it's always going to be bollocks. The, um, in this case, though, with Ghost Recon, they've said that they're releasing this massive overhaul for it going forward, which means that even the people who did sort of quite like the game are essentially just being treated as full price beta testers uh, or alpha wow. testers. Well, um, we've, so... been, we've spoken at length before on this sort of like mm. games as a service thing about mm-hmm. basically it's the publisher's new way of saying this is going to be an early access until like yeah. a, a year down the line when it will actually be a complete game. Yeah. But buy it now. It's the way of tricking console players, especially I'd say, because totally. you don't have a um, sort of uh, early access Steam style thing on that. This mm. is it. This is this game. It's not very well model. communicated. I think as well in Ubisoft's case, they're like they're known for the Ubisoft formula. They're known for like just barely iterating on established things. They mm. tend to just churn out the same stuff over and over again. And for the most part, like a lot of fandoms were happy with that. They know what they're getting. Oh yeah. But because every single one of these is a games as a service, the division had an exorbitant amount of DLC. Ghost Recon Wildlands. People are still playing these games. They're still plugged into the service model. So when the new uh, installment rolls around, if it is just more of the same, it's like, well, why would I even bother buying this? I already have you know. It's like all these overlapping games as a service things. They don't work. But that's why we go through to our next point, which is the annualization of video <laughs> games. Yeah. It's something that personally I've been getting very wound up about recently mm. because of the fact you've had games like WWE 2K20, you've yeah. had NBA 2K20 that have come out and they have basically proven that the licenses the amount of cost that they must spend to keep hold of these licenses, mm. get all of the tech for the new faces and stuff like that, mm-hmm. the people that are there, the costs keep going up and up and up. And the only way for these types of annualized games to make this money back is mm-hmm. to increase, is to include things like your um, ultimate team from FIFA, your the, all the ranking things or whatever <laughs> from any yeah. of the other games. And they are microtransaction heavy. The whole joke about it being NBA 2K20 Casino Edition is very Literally, on... Yeah. on point yeah and it's like and like I said it's doubly worse for someone like Ubisoft who aren't known for like innovation and you know like it's not only worth coming at at launch day for this brand new thing you're always always better off waiting for a few months down the line when they've patched things out or they've changed things and it's just it's weird they've they've become like a kind of like a a subtle parody of themselves like I said Ghost Recon's apparently being overhauled Um, there was this whole quote uh, from Yves Gameau saying that they were listening to feedback um, and they they understand that Ghost Recon's meant to be more of a military game Mm -hmm. and like well obviously Um, and they said that um, yeah going forward 
forward, they're working on a more radical and immersive version of Ghost Recon Breakpoint. So it's like, well, we are literally going to overhaul yeah, this so, and move away from everything that we did before anyway. Uh, like, I, I kind of, I respect a game developer for holding their hands up and saying, look, it's we got not it this, wrong. we got it wrong. But I don't respect any practice that would have put that out into the public eye, regardless of how it was going to be. They know what Ghost Recon yeah, is. Exactly. And it's the same sort of thing with those microtransactions that mm. were there accidentally. It wasn't an accident <laughs> that somebody sat down and programmed no, them. I think those things don't just unfortunately happen. Like, oops, I typed in the wrong line of code. Now we've got 50 I slipped skins. and I fell and I mashed all these keys yeah, at once and like, I put a whole storefront in. But they're not the only ones that are delaying no, a lot no. of games at the moment because obviously um, EA has EA said, have that, said that uh, Battlefield's going to be delayed until at least 2021. They want to make sure that whatever Battlefield 6 turns into, it's gonna, they want to prioritise quality again. Um, but yeah, in, in Ubisoft's case, um, they delayed uh, Gods and Monsters, Rainbow Six Quarantine and Watch Dogs Legion um, just further into 2020 or 2021. Um, either, because I mean, for me, it lines up with the 2K20 that, stuff. Yeah, um, yeah. So obviously quality control assumedly would be a bigger deal. Because the amount of backlash that's been going on to these games has basically put a lot of consumer... Uh publishers, sorry, um, in the firing line of mm. just being like, oh crap, we can't just release these no. games year in, year And I think out. that they've kind of realised that like by putting so many games like out that are all, you know, games as a service model, like, oh, stick yeah. with us every month and whatever, and like I said, in Ubisoft's case, they really start to mount up and overlap. You, like, you don't have enough time. No, and like, no the average consumer only has so much money they can put into something mm. on a monthly basis, especially with the amount of streaming services that are coming out, or just different sort of models that they're all plugged into. It was going to bottom out eventually. Yeah. Um, and a 93.8% drop is definitely something bottoming out. But there's always one of the big uh, publishers that has to take the hit for the message mm. to go through, because remember it was um, uh, EA with the loot boxes uh, the beginning of last... Uh, uh, Battlefront uh, 2 2017. Yeah, so we had we had that, and then we've got this with uh, Ubisoft 2K20 have taken mm -hmm. up the whole sort of like is annualization a good thing mm -hmm. for the growth of the industry? And, you know, with the new consoles on the horizon, mm. so many publishers have now just got to be like, okay, is it worth just waiting until the new tech is That's out so that we thing. can actually start developing for something that actually might allow things to grow because mm -hmm. as it stands right now it's like the moment that you know that something's coming to an end you can almost see the life go out of the eyes of some of them <laughs> because they're just kind of like ah whatever like, I think you know. um, the, the door of the new systems is really interesting as an interesting mm -hmm. wrinkle on their potential uh, the way that they'll plan all these things going forward because a lot of the creatives just need time like the yeah. amount of um, crunch that's obviously gone in the, in the industry you're trying to turn around these games over and over again so fast so that they can cash in on annualization models or yeah. you know, like every couple of years or whatever. Um, by like sort of relaxing the the um, production time, they maybe can afford to put more time into it. Which for me, I think would result in just an overall level of quality that goes higher because this generation is associated with broken games at launch yes. and all that kind of stuff. Yes. And that yes. stuff needs to go away. Whether they're going to wait and that'll just be a generational leap or something that's you know happens across the year next year, I don't know. But they seem, at the minute they're making the right moves for their future stuff. But they've absolutely, like we said, shattered the bed as as regards to 2019. It's absolutely like astounding because it's like you don't expect the big publishers like this to fall so far, but 93.8%. Mm. That's like a worrying statistic oh, yeah. because I, I don't technically even look. Well, I'm, I'm saying I'm not looking at the company as being like, oh, no, the company's in danger. No. I worry about the people who have put the time and effort into that. I worry about the teams mm -hmm. that probably won't get invited back to do an extra job because of the fact that they will be attached to this game that didn't do well. Yeah. And it's... It's. I understand from a business point of view the reason why sequels and stuff exist and annualizers exist because it gives consistency. It gives yeah. a bottom line that they know is coming in. Mm -hmm. But the problem is it stunts growth. And mm -hmm. once you get to this, you are now left in a situation where you have drilled a hole so deep and mined as much as you can <laughs> that now you can't get out of the hole. No, and I think, like I said, they're one of the only studios that are known for doing this. Like, mm -hmm. uh, there's hardly any studios that are, you know exactly what you're getting going in. And it's like, at some point, 
there's just so little that they can do going yeah. forward. Yeah. Um, Ubisoft have mentioned that um, they plan on working with Tencent a lot going forward. Oh, really? And they want to bring all their franchises to mobile. So it's like Tencent is secretly becoming like the biggest, most important company in the world. Weirdly enough, we only got like that um, Splinter Cell uh, game was on mobile, wasn't God. it? Like that was that, that's the only thing we've heard of. Well, that that's not. Oh, yeah, that, that's Elite Squad. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. So they've uh, yeah. They're, so they're, that's like a thing that brings a bunch of their different um, IPs together. You can play Sam Fisher. Mm. It's not really Sam Fisher or whatever. Um, but yeah, Tencent have like done the PUBG mobile game, which is yep. really good. Call yep. of Duty Mobile, really good. Um, for as much as like Tencent, are, like, like I said, secretly getting their tendrils into everything, including movies as well, um, they do make really good games. Well, there we go. I mean, maybe that's the future. Like, maybe we were <laughs> sad and dying on Ubisoft. Maybe, maybe we were like mocking mobile gaming for so many years, and it's probably going to come out and overtake it all. <laughs> but yeah, there we go. That has been the unfortunate case of Ubisoft's stock. Love it. Let us know what you think about it down in the comments section below. Are you excited to see change possibly come through, or are you worried about the state of the gaming industry if this is to continue and possibly happen to other people, which could affect their jobs? Mm -hmm. Not fun. If you want to chat to us further, you can do so at RetroJ or myself over on Twitter. I'm at slash LP89. I will remember that one day. I forgot to say with a zero. It feels weird. I just went at RetroJ with without. You got the zero. The little message of another RetroJ. Oh man! Find out who actually owns that and ask them <laughs> if I can have it. Because I've had that for years. I've been trying to Put get the word out. Anyway, not the point. Hope that you have a fantastic day, whatever you are getting up to, and we will see you soon. Bye. Bye. catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic-butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Did you know cats tend to hide symptoms of sickness and pain? I learned this the hard way after losing my cat, Gingy. So I created Pretty Litter, a health monitoring litter that helps detect early signs of illness by changing colors, saving you money and potentially your cat's life. Pretty Litter is veterinary and developed, and it's the easiest way to keep tabs on your fur baby's health right at home. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com pack for free shipping and 365-day returns.